Homegrown Classic, three-year-old Phillies final. Really interesting. It does look at match race between She's a Wish and Kai Valley Amanda. Which one are you going for, Dan? I think even though uh, one's drawn six, the other's drawn seven, the advantage is with She's a Witch, drawn six. Uh, I think it's uh, quite a talented uh, filly here. Comes into this race, look, ideally placed. Uh, has had the one run back. Uh, look, admittedly, it was from a softish gate, but it was the perfect return. Um, we've seen her right at the start thrown in the deep end against the, the Breeders' Crown fillies, perform well, make the final, uh, and then win her next two. So she's clearly a, a very progressive filly. She's got a lot of ability, and she's had that run back. Um, I think uh, the only danger is Kai Valley Amanda, um, perhaps with Elder Baron Brooke in the mix, but she's a wish is professional. She's still on the upward spiral, and I think she'll get to some pretty good heights. So six on top of seven. Kyvelli Amanda's very good. Um, nine, Elder Baron Brook needs to put it all together, but is heading in the right direction. And and focus caught the eye last start, and from the from the good gate, it might be one. Is there a place price for it? Two dollars fifty. Nothing spectacular at the moment at two dollars fifty, but I'd say on the way that uh, she returned first up and found the line from a peg line drawer uh, is a must to have in for your trifectas and first fours to give a bit of value but in a way um, she's a wish was uh, was a clear top pick I think she'll get shorter which means Kyvelli Amanda will get out to perhaps a more attractive price six seven nine and one I've gone six seven nine and four and I would offer up silver spoon potentially at four dollars out of the drum as uh, a little bit of value for your exotics or a straight out Place um, wager Neil Pangrazio hasn't he like hasn't he done a wonderful job over the years with these trotters? Oh, amazing job! Uh, yeah, he has done an amazing job. He, he, he keeps producing really nice horses that can get to a good level, whether he's training them or he, he sent them to someone else. But uh, yeah, great uh, breeding operation, racing operation, and um, I think he, it's a chance. He might have his best one here. Now, uh, I know uh, Milo, Miles Fitzner, likes to talk about it as well, but it is a um, a special subject of mine is SP Profile. So when we're looking at that last matchup, 2.10 versus $1.60, but she's a wish one on its merits, and they flipped around. Is there any part of you that goes, oh, well, now, now the other one's value, or do you look at that race and just say, I, I saw what I saw? Oh, look, I think so. Look, both were coming off breaks, um, so they had improvement to come. Uh, so that's one thing you've got to keep in mind. They had softer draws last time. I think that's important that they've had the run back, considering they've drawn gate six and seven, because they'll probably have to do a little bit to get across. Uh, but having said that, they'll probably have respect from a lot of the other rivals that wouldn't want to be game enough to keep them out. So who would get to the pegs first out of uh, the six and the seven? Or if indeed would one not get there? If, if one of them does and the other doesn't, well, it's a massive advantage for the one that does. Well, drawing inside always helps. Now, firstly, the quaddy tab, Captain Sandy Free for All. Um, I've already penned the article for the Herald Sun tomorrow. And it, it, as we get deeper into autumn and then winter, we will get different types of open class races at Melton Park. But there's too many good horses hanging around at the back end. So nobody wants to take on Bulletproof Boys, Supreme Dominator, Tango Tara, AG's White Sox, Triple Eight. It is, well, it does seem critical that Gregory Ross Sugars has chosen 
to stick with Triple Eight, but it's a, it's a confusing. Whenever you get these small fields in high quality races, they are confusing, aren't they, Dan? Oh my word, they are. I, I find them really challenging. Um, you're right, and and the you know what? If Greg had a driven AG's white socks, I probably would probably. Tip, tipped it. You know, <laughs> I, I was actually hanging on which one Greg was going to tip and and uh, sorry to drive, and and, and uh, as a result was the way I'd go. I, yeah. uh, if if there was no driver on either, um, I would have gone AG's white socks. Me too. I really think he stepped it up at the moment. Um, Whereas Triple uh, Eight, we know, is a Group One recent place getter. He's got that recent win as well. I mean, his form is excellent. Two older horses, and they must be thriving there. Um, we might have to go and have a holiday down there. It seems like anything that's got a bit of age on them seems to be rejuvenated, don't they? So it might be a good stay for Need for at least me. Maybe in a no, few years' no, time, you as well. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll go with you right now, actually. Then, yeah. Uh, so look, I I agree with you. I've been swayed by Greg driving Triple Eight. Um, I've gone five, six, two, and four. Um, Supreme Dominate is the one that I've been underwhelmed by. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, he, he was disappointing, I think, two starts ago, but I was willing to forgive him because his first up run was so good. Now, last start, he he, he was poor, um, and look, maybe, and he had a good gait, remember? So. Um, I've left him out here uh, knowing that he is more than capable of improving, but I, I just I just thought he was well below where I thought he would be. It's a tricky race, a five, six, two and four for me. Um, I don't like leaving Supreme Dominator out because he could still win the race. Field of six and you probably have to throw five in um, to the first leg of the quaddy. Uh, like Captain, I suspect, would need the run. Is a quick beginner, though. Are we underestimating it, or do you reckon just a round out a field of six, it was better than a trial for the Captain? Well, we're going to learn more. I never rated the horse, and then it started to show something, and then you rated a bit more and a bit more, but this is, this is another level. I, I'll tell you the horse has got to be over the odds. Uh, my numbers are five, four, six, and two. Bulletproof boy... Was enor- Australia's most lovable horse and yeah. was enormous in the stampede. And the $8.50, I'm not saying it wins, but surely that's that's not right. When you compare the run of Bulletproof Boy to AG's White Sox in that race, and, and both of us, uh, I think, have clearly intimated, not just intimated, um, declared that we would have tipped AG's White Sox over Triple Eight, the favourite, if mm. Greg was driving it. Bulletproof boy has got to be over, doesn't it, Dan? He, he always is, yeah, uh, isn't it? It's he? amazing. Um, it's he's a point away from being double figures, and that that is in itself as a head scratcher because most of his wins are when he is double figures. So he's at just about the right price. Well, he's a perfect price to if you like Triple Eight or, or, or AD's White Sox to and you back it. Um, Bulletproof boy is the perfect price to have that secondary bet. You know that just-in-case bet? In case you win at $10, I need to be on you. Yeah. Um, and I reckon every time he goes around, or at least every time he wins, uh, he he should be everyone's secondary bet or everyone's kicking, or most people are kicking themselves because they haven't had a little investment on him uh, at the at the price, which is generally over the odds.